0: And it's Sunday night of the Super Bowl, 2018. I don't know if I'm legally allowed to say Super Bowl, but whatever. Um, and uh, we're going to go just for a little bit here because for this audience, more importantly, it is a couple of days before signing day. Uh, the second signing day, I don't even know what we're calling it anymore. So Georgia uh, has last few guys uh, on their wish list. Let me try to turn this down just a little bit. I can. It, it appears that this is too loud. Am I wrong? Can folks tell me if it's too loud on uh, Twitter? I'm watching the Super Bowl, but I mean, y'all are on here right now yourself so uh, let's just see. Is it too loud? Let's see. Volume is good. All right. Well, if the volume's good. Uh, don't be mean to me. <laughs> okay, well, I might have the mic a little too close to me anyway, but, uh, we're trying to get as good a, um, we're trying to get as good a sound as possible so that we can put this on the podcast and let people listen to it on their, um, listen to it on their, uh, ride to work or from work or to whatever it is that you do. I mean, if you're going to the grocery store. Hopefully you live close enough to where going to the grocery store doesn't take you as long as some of these take. But we're going to go for a, a limited amount of time tonight just because I, wa- I do want to watch the end of the Super Bowl. And uh, whereas I typically have uh, a little bit more um, ability to watch things uh, where I'm sitting right now, I can't. So I would like to, uh, I would like to get back to that. Uh, it's n- about nine o'clock here uh, in Georgia. Um, and uh, this week's a big week, no question. Uh, it, it, we are three days from signing day. You're looking at Tyson Campbell, um, Rick Sandage, uh, uh, Caleb Johnson. Um, there's just a slew of kids that Georgia's sort of figuring out what's going on. I would say right this second um, that it seems to me like the person that is the most likely to sign with Georgia who is not committed, is Tyson Campbell. That's what it feels like. I think that a lot of us who cover recruiting, and some people cover it more heavily than I do, like Matt DeBerry, uh, I think there is some um, acknowledgement, at least, that there's some sort of... Um, movement, perhaps with Otis Reese. Um, and we'll just see what happens there. I think Georgia has done, they're as in good a position as they could possibly be in for the last two def- in state defenders. And, uh, you know, with Otis Reese, he's been committed to Michigan forever. With uh, Walker from Crisp County, he's been committed elsewhere forever. Um, I would say it feels right now like Reese is more likely than Walker, but, With that said, I think the understanding has got to be that um, we are a couple of days from signing day. It's Sunday. This time, um, going into December, it was hard to know for sure what was happening with Cade Mays. I mean, you could tell it was moving towards Georgia, but you weren't certain. So with Cade Mays, that really broke towards Georgia on Monday. I mean, I, I feel like I'm trying to remember. I feel like we... We knew on Monday for sure that that was what was going on <clears throat> um, if you 've got questions about specific kids i 'll do my best to answer it. Rick Sandage, we believe uh, is in, and have believed for some time now that he is more likely headed to South Carolina than anywhere else, um, just based on some conversations with people who've talked with him um, and uh, I, that you know is that's great for him I think that's that that means to me and maybe. Um, Someone, someone else would know better, but that means to me that the two defensive linemen who are committed to Georgia, Wathauer and, 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 Davis, are pretty certainly going to wind up signing with Georgia. Um, again, the big caveat here is that, um, I don't know everything, period. Um, so please don't take it as I, as I, this is 100% gospel. And then, um, you know, at the same time, um, Things can change the last 48 hours, but, it, well, it's not so much that they change, it's so much that we we figure out what's going on. Now, someone's asking here about Tyson Campbell's other choice. Uh, he visited um, Miami this weekend, but my understanding is that this is a Georgia-Alabama thing more than anything else, <clears throat> and that will mean that um, I think Georgia's in, well, I mean, we're going to have to fight till the end, but, um, you know, I don't know. Hello from Plano, Texas. Hello from Athens, Georgia. I hope that you're doing well. We're uh, someone said to do this during the Super Bowl halftime from now on. Uh, Maybe that's a good idea. But um, our family gets together and watches the Super Bowl halftime. I wish it was sponsored by someone other than Pepsi. A different signing day for sure. There's no question. I think that's the one thing that's so different. um, So different for those of us who've covered this for. You know, this is my 18th year of. Covering Georgia, and um, this is a different feel. Um, in years gone by, you would have a pretty good understanding of the situation rolling into signing day. And of course, there was only one signing day. You know, now I think more than anything, I think we have a pretty good grasp of what's likely to happen. You know, do we know hundred um, percent? when we're 72 hours out, I think it's hard to know for sure. Okay, someone's asking right now, who do I think that Georgia will close with? I'm gonna go over this at Dog Post a little bit further um, in detail, probably Monday night, but I think that if, you know, my guess is that uh, the two kids who are committed um, will, will likely sign with Georgia. I think Tyson Campbell will likely sign with Georgia you know, the receivers have become a little bit confusing, I guess you could say. But right now, Matt DeBerry thinks that Bush probably signs with Georgia. will see. And as it relates to Quay Walker and Otis Reese, we are in the boat that Reese is more likely than Walker. i got to say, again, that I think that um, Georgia did all it could do and has done all it could do with both those guys. I think they positioned themselves about as well as they could um, to get Walker, and we'll just see what happens. Um, you know, Campbell and Sertain, someone was talking about uh, just now um, packaging up and going to Alabama, um, I'm, I'm not aware of, uh, I'll put it to you this way, me flying to Miami tomorrow would be less likely if I felt like Alabama was going to sign Tyson Campbell. So we'll just see. You know, there's a lot of kids in Miami that I need to catch up with anyway. But uh, someone was asking a second ago about Rick Sandage. um, What percentage, I mean, to me, uh, that he will go to South Carolina, I think it's a significant percentage. Um, I don't know exactly what it is, um, but much higher than 50% that he goes to South Carolina. I think, um, I don't know necessarily what happened there, um, but I think it's just one of these things where. You know, Georgia's comfortable, uh, going in these final days. I think they're going to sign, um, four or five guys. They could sign six. I kind of doubt that. Um, and we'll just see. Um, it's, it's a, it, it is, it is confusing because this time of year, um, you really have to tr- trust yourself as much as you can. Um, you know, being that, um, I I cover recruiting not on an every single day basis, but on a pretty close basis. Um, I don't know every single thing about every single kid, but it's pretty, I think it's pretty evident where George is going here right at the end. Someone just asked about Tommy Bush. These are always recorded. You can go watch them on Twitter. You can watch them on uh, YouTube. You can watch them uh, or listen to them on iTunes. Or SoundCloud or at, on DogPost. I mean, we have every single way to f- listen to it. So if you don't catch what I say at the um, live, that's pretty normal. I mean, only about anywhere from fifteen hundred to two thousand people watch these live. So um, go back and watch them or listen to them um, on record on on a tape delay. Do do we even call it that anymore? I guess not. Are you concerned about the uh, the defensive line? What would you consider a success on Tuesday? Well, for me, it would be running down some of the kids I gotta find in Miami. If you mean Wednesday on signing day, just poking fun. Um, I mean, I think that if you're Georgia um, and you maintain the number one class in the country, uh, you gotta be pretty happy already with what you've got. They will add multiple kids and um because of that, they will likely end number one, you would think. Um, if this is not the number one class in the country, and if they wind up with 11 kids in the top 100, and they're not the number one class, that's confusing to me. Because that's 10% of every kid in the top 100, or 11% in some cases. Uh, what holes do you think Georgia has to fill in this class? Well, the defensive line is certainly an issue. They had to sign a quarterback, and they went out and signed the number two quarterback in the country, so that checks that box. Um, uh, needed a running back, got two. So I think at this second, it's defensive line because as much as I am a big fan of um, Devontae Wyatt, <clears throat> you know the other two guys coming in with him right now. Well, first of all, they're true freshmen, and secondly. Uh, they got a little ways to go in terms of development, so um, that is an issue. I think that the class that they signed on the defensive line in 2016, um, woo, sorry about that, I just kicked it with my foot, um, sorry sorry about that, but uh, that 16 class gave them some stability for a while. Uh, and then now, you know, you're kind of looking around going, hey, you know, they need to, they need to get where they got to go on the defensive line pretty quick. I mean, Trent's gone. Um, have still got some guys. And there's some very, there's, you know, the Kid and Lee is very good in the 2019 class, but, um, you know, I think it's, <clears throat> it's important this class to make sure that you've got what you need there on the defensive line. Do you see the staff developing guys better than the former staff? They definitely are on the offensive line. I don't think there's any question about that. As it relates to the, um, Quarterbacks, I mean I think once Mike Bobo left, there's really not been anybody better at developing talent than him. Once he left, things changed. Uh, someone's asking about D'Angelo Gibbs. I'm not going to talk about what we reported on the porch. Uh, that's something that subscribers got. Um, I don't know if anybody else has reported that or not, but there's a tidbit about D'Angelo. Go ahead and log on to DogPost. It's a good chance for you to take advantage of that service. Um, we had that Friday night. If people, if Dog Post subscribers are on here, maybe they can help me when we, when we broke that story. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, um, the Walker kid, if if I'm not getting confused with a bunch of names, the kid at Epson Lee is, um, is an important player for the next year. And it seems to be like, uh, that's going to be a a fight between Georgia Clemson. So we'll just see what, how that goes. Yeah, that was Friday. This, I'll tell you right now, um, and you can tell i mean i've i've been i've not been shaving i've not been i've been doing a lot of stuff getting ready for um you know miami and signing day let's see i i will be uh in miami which is not i mean it's the first time i won't be in athens um i can't remember the last time I was in athens for signing day Someone's asking for the next pledge. 2019, the tight end um, from uh, uh, n- Northwest Atlanta will be the next guy. I, don't, I think go, I think Ryan uh, Rylan uh, is not tomorrow. I my understanding is that he's Wednesday, so um, I think Georgia's in really good shape there. If I have to say so myself. Uh, any word on who Georgia will hire for the two vacant coaching positions? Um, that would be something covered on dog posts typically, but I have to say, I think that's not going to happen until a couple more days. It won't be during signing day. I think some things are shaking out. I asked um, a fair amount of uh, friends of mine in the coaching industry why <clears throat> schools hadn't yet started uh, filling in that spot, and I think globally on the collegiate level, they don't really feel rushed to do it, so... Um, no no reason to, so I don't know the answer to that yet. Um, I think Georgia knew that, I mean, obviously they knew that Kevin Shearer would leave, but um, I don't think that they anticipated that um, that Frank Beamer, that Shane Beamer would, would go. So that was a little bit um, interesting uh, in terms of timing, that's all. Really got to get my space here. Uh, cleaned up the way it should be. Um you can't y'all can't see it, but um I'm a little bit of a wreck right now um in this space. Further questions. I've got my friends over here texting me that I'm lame for doing this, but it's I don't think it's lame to do your job. I'll 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 say that. I think this is you know part of the during the holidays I think it's one thing to to miss Sunday nights, but um, not during the season and certainly not a couple of days before signing day. Will 2019 be better than 2018 in terms of recruiting? I'm assuming you're asking. It shaped up to be for sure better before the December signing period. It is hard to say that Georgia will be better in in 19. I mean, it was hard to say that 18 would be better than 17. That 17 class was, one, was the greatest of all time at Georgia. Um, and 18 has become... One of the best recruiting classes in recruiting, modern recruiting history. So there's not been many that are better than this current class that Kirby and them have put together. That's why, that's my skepticism about Ohio State being number one. I mean, you know, come on. Um, I I don't know about that. But uh, 19 has the ability to be extremely special in state for Georgia. I mean, you've got two game changing wide receivers. with Hazelton and um, excuse me, Hazelwood Hazelton. I'm getting the kid at Cedar Grove's last name. I'm butchering. It, I'm sorry. And you got Blaylock at at Walton. Um, you will not have a, a a class in terms of the backfield skill position like you do right now, which is um, with um, you know Cook, Zamir, and then Justin Fields. I mean, you're just you're not going to sign a class like that for the backfield. So. And it's going to be tough to sign an offensive line class like they just did. So it is December 1st. I thought for sure 17 and 19 would be better than 18. But I mean, looking back on it, how can you really, um, how can you say that um, 18 can, I mean, 19 could be better? I don't know. Uh, this person's saying that I don't know anything. Well, then get off the chat. No big deal. You know what? We'll just go ahead and block you. Congratulations. What a waste of time. Uh do I know why Jordan Harris was suspended? Uh I thought you might be less busy with fewer kids to chase. Well that's true. There were fewer kids to chase in this particular cycle, but that doesn't mean that um you know it makes it any less um doesn't make it any less complicated, because two of them, Reese and Walker, are nearly impossible to understand what's going on there, because they're just not talking. But I th- again, I say, I think Georgia has done all it could possibly do with Walker, and I mean, Reese has been more receptive through time, I guess you could say, but I think they've done all they can do with those two guys, um, and that's all there is to it. Um, as it relates, to, I think someone was asking about Mark Fox, I'm not sure Look, uh, I've talked a lot about Mark Fox this weekend. I, I mean, I, y'all can go read on DogPost what I write about basketball. It's almost always free. Um, this is not a tournament team right now. It's, um, it's, it's you know, we're barreling towards a decision that needs to be made, and um, not making a decision is is a decision as well. So, Georgia's uh, agreement with Mark Fox changes significantly after Mark uh, April first. The buyout for him is 1.1 million dollars at that stage. Right now, it'd be a little bit more than that. There's two years left on the contract after May 1st, April first. So there's got to be a decision that's made. Um, is Mark Fox going to be your coach of the future or not? And um, I would say it's probably time for a change. Um, I, you know, Dylan Weber was at um, some series, the uh, five star kids basketball game the other night. He said it was as impressive a kid as he's seen. Um, so, you know, um, but you can't make a decision by one, you know, recruit. I mean, that would still have you with Mark Richt and Jacob Eason at Georgia. And, uh, I don't think anybody wanted Mark Richt to stick around just to keep Jacob Eason. And as it turns out, you know, Jacob, uh, went to Georgia anyway. And as it turned out after that, he got injured and he wasn't the starting quarterback the second season. You can't ever know. A lot of discussion about uh, Jonas Hayes. Look, you know, I, I'm not aware that Jonas Hayes is out com- campaigning for this job. In fact, that would be stunning to me. Um, I think he understands, uh, If I, from what I understand about Jonas Hayes, I find it very hard to believe that he would uh, do that to the person that he is, you know, who brought him into college, Division One college coaching. Um, in terms of uh, letting Mark Fox go and then move on from there, that's a different discussion. I mean, you know, Phil Pearson was the uh, interim head coach at Alabama when Mike Johnson got fired. Um, you know, um, I, I don't know, but, but Pearson is not the future of basketball at, court, at Georgia as far as the head basketball coach is concerned. I mean, Jonas Hayes could be the head basketball coach of Georgia, or he probably will be a head coach somewhere, uh, someday, um, probably sooner than later, if I had to guess from what I hear in the industry. But, you know, he's not a head coach right now, and it's, it's, it's hard to know um, how good someone will be until they're in that position. Can Georgia get a good coach with experience to replace Fox? Not sure a new guy would feel... Would feel good. I'm not sure what you mean by the last, um, sentence there. And sometimes, um, we get lost in communication when we're not visually seeing one another, um, eye to eye, uh, when we communicate text based. But, um, I think if you're talking about Georgia, uh, an institution that's paid its head coach two million dollars a year for the last however many years, and there's been very little in the way of results. Um, I think a lot of coaches would be eager to explore the position that George is in uh, considering the amount of uh, talent, not necessarily in the state, but uh, in Gwinnett County ex- exclusively. I mean, you know, uh, I grew up in DeKalb County, and uh, I love DeKalb County. I could kind of do without Gwinnett County in our, in our youth, but um, there's no question that East Atlanta has a ton of talent. And Gwinnett County has more than its fair share. So um, there's there's plenty of um, skill to be had if you are interested in being the head coach of Georgia. And you're seeing that now. I mean, Georgia's got a five star kid committed to him, four star kid committed to him. There's plenty of kids out there, but it's 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 looking like it you're running out of time if you're if you're Mark Fox. Greg McKeonity looks bad because he held on to Mark Fox too long. Well, a lot of Greg's critics would say there's plenty of other reasons why Greg looks bad, but you know that's for them to talk about. And I think, I think, in my view, with Greg, um, sometimes the criticisms are just to throw stones at the guy. I think that we've gotten to that point where um, you know Greg has done some things well, um, but I think there's plenty of things to criticize. Um, and whenever you um, are the athlete director at a place like Georgia or wherever, I mean, you're going to get criticized. And, um, you know, he did not handle the firing of Mark Rick very well. Uh, I thought that was poor. But at the end of the day, um, you know, he hired Kirby. Whether he really wanted to hire Kirby or not, nobody seems to, I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's just become fashionable to basically shit all over Greg McGarrity. And, and, and I think that's that's fine if... There's a reason to do that, but I think often people just don't really, um, don't really want to give him any credit. And I'm, I, you know, someone's saying here Greg wanted someone else besides Kirby. That was my understanding, but it, that could just be hearsay. You know, I know that he wanted someone other than Mark Richt, and um, uh, that the way he got there was not the smoothest on earth. But you know, um, maybe the lesson learned. I don't know, but they're, they're going to have to make a decision about Mark Fox they're going to have to make a decision about Scott Strickland. Um there are some decisions that have to be made and um you know again Greg if you want to criticize Greg I think that's completely fair but I think to some degree it's it's just piling on. I see stuff written in the Atlanta paper uh and sometimes it just seems uh frankly ridiculous. Um but you know that's their outlet and this is mine. So they can do whatever they want to do however they want to do it. I mean no one is above criticism in my book. All of us can be criticized, but just to jab somebody for kind of no reason, I don't know. George's was, was Kirby's for the taking. Kirby had plenty of support uh, internally and Kirby had plenty of support internally for some time. I mean this is not a new thing. Um this was not a new thing in twenty sixteen. I mean he he very much um was on the radar of people in the know um he was a little young. I mean, he's, he's a little older than I am. Uh, to say he should have been the guy in 2010 or 11, I don't think that that would have happened. I, I don't know. Well, maybe he'd have been 35 years old, or what would he have been? Not even younger than that. So, it, that's a young head coach. Lincoln Riley proved that you could do that and be successful when the conference get the playoff. But Lincoln Riley was kind of, um, Shoved onto Oklahoma. Had Mark gotten fired after the, uh, 10 or 11 season, I mean, the, the, um, the legend that Kirby had become in the coaching world would not have been as big. Um, and I don't know what would have happened then. That's a, that's a good question too. That's a good question too. And, you know, quite frankly, had, you know, Georgia won the national championship 2012, which they were, you know, moments away from, would Mike Bobo have gotten a bigger look? Um, I think Mike was too loyal a girlfriend for too long at Georgia. I'm glad he left. That was the right move for Mike. And I think that it was the right move for his family. And, you know, every, um, every book does not have a romantic ending. (laughs) That's for sure. Would Georgia have, let's see, would UGA have Kirby today if South Carolina didn't go, didn't? So, I think you're saying, uh, would Georgia have gotten Kirby had South Carolina not sort of pursued him, um, after Spurrier, uh, left. Well, I think it was, cl- I think it was clear that Steve Spurrier was leaving South Carolina, um, midway through the season, right? That also coincided with George's collapse. So, um, while they may not be mutually exclusive, I'm not necessarily sure they're related, but they were not in a vacuum. And, um, they were Georgia was not gonna let him go to South Carolina or Tennessee. Particularly after they had decided that they were gonna let um let Mark go. How do you know, how do I get one of those mugs? You know, they gave those to us at the national championship thing. Um I don't know. Was the stench comb for A D movement taken seriously inside Georgia? Uh I'm not sure which stinchcomb you're talking about. Um I would take the stenchcombs plural very seriously. Um, and I think people who don't are dumbasses. Uh, you're talking about two of the smartest people, uh, that I've met. I know we really, we grew up not so far from one another and, you know, um, and, and where we, where we both grew up, they went to Parkview and to Tucker. Uh, you know, John is on the athletic board. So I think it would be against, um, it would be, uh, what's the word, uh, nepotism for him to, uh, uh, conflict of interest, nepotism, whatever you want to call it, for him to push his brother. I'm not aware that that's happened. Um, Georgia could do a lot worse than one of those two guys running the athletic department. I mean You're talking about some very smart guys with a background, in, um, in some cases in finance, um, and just people who are smart. And and guys who have played in the NFL, I mean, they have experience in the world of college athletics. Um, so they would not be a bad, bad, you know, movement. But we'll just we'll just see what happens. I mean, Greg Greg McGarrity's contract doesn't run out until June of 2019, so he's got about 18 months, 17 months from from right now. But I think Georgia. I mean, if you're gonna if if, if Greg is not going to be your guy in the future. You need to announce that um next in this December coming up. I mean, Greg's legacy is that he's will have been that he hired Kirby Smart. That's that's what people will remember. They won't remember the left-footed um Mark Richt press conference. They won't remember sort of the lack of vision as it relates to the in, uh, indoor practice facility or the lack of vision generally speaking um putting paint over stuff that could be replaced like Stegman. Um so You know, Greg may not be a transformational AD, but you know that doesn't mean that he won't leave as uh, being successful. I think it's very possible he will be remembered as being successful. We'll just have to see. Okay, I'm gonna wrap it up here because it sounds like the game is getting halfway interesting. Dean Leggy, dog post. I will be in Miami. I'm going to. I hope to stream. um, You know, Tyson Campbell's um, um, announcement for the world to see so we'll see how that goes uh check me out in miami and uh, we'll see you next week